which is part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Well, it is good to be here today. I'm going to have a seat. Good to be here today. It's a little odd being right here, you know. I feel like I'm in, in, a, in the power seat right now, you know. Anyway, it is kind of cool uh, being here. It's good to be good to be anywhere, actually. Um, in case you don't know, most of you looking around, most of you probably know, but um, so I just had a few weeks ago had had a, a little heart attack, and um, so um, I'm raring to go, man. I'm I'm ready. I mean, I want to cut some grass. I want to do something. But anyway, my boss won't let me. I can't go back to work just yet. So anyway, we're just chilling right now, and I'm being Mr. Mom at home and taking it easy with the kids. Um, but anyway, just a real quick recap in case. In case you're not aware. Uh, So we're coming back from vacation. We've been there a week. We've been eating like there's no tomorrow, Jack. I mean, everything fried, salted, you know, it just the worst stuff on earth. And it was delicious. (laughs) So anyway, we're we're coming back, and this has been building up for a while. I'm getting some pains, you know, and stuff like that. So it gets pretty bad. We pull off into the emergency room, and... um, uh, they're in Newberry, about halfway through South Carolina. And um, they start plugging me up everything in the place, you know, running every test they can. And, and they're telling me, um, you know, it doesn't look like a heart attack, but it could be. And I'm thinking to myself, I want to go home and cut my grass, man. We've been on vacation a week. I'm ready to get home. This is just some gas. And... Uh, Anyway, so just as a last precaution, they give me some nitroglycerin. And apparently, from what I'm understanding, that's supposed to reveal whatever may be lurking underneath the surface. Uh, so I take the nitroglycerin, wait a few minutes, and, you know, nothing. And I'm, I'm feeling fine, man, ready to go. Give me another one, and I'm waiting in five minutes, nothing. Third one. Five minutes, you know, nothing. Then it starts. And then I can feel it burning and squeezing. And uh, it scared me. It really scared me. And uh, for the first time I can remember, I didn't know if I was, I didn't know if I was leaving there. Uh, so I got real serious about things fast. And um, still thinking it might be gas, but <laughs> because it was hurting right here and it would not stop, you know, it just as I'm thinking, uh, this is as bad as it's going to be, then it would it'd go up again. And then I'm thinking, I can't take this anymore, Lord. You know, again and again. And so I'm telling... I'm telling Cresha, I'm trying not to cry in front of the kids. I'm telling Cresha, okay, you know, I, I think our insurance is up to date, you know, and everything's in order at home and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, trying to make sure she's ready for the worst. She's trying to calm me down, and I say, I'm not ready. 
And then it's like if someone could have taken a volume knob in the room and just turned it down to zero. At that point, when she looked at me, it's like everything went. And she looks at me and she's like, what do you mean? And I knew then she thought I meant I'm not ready spiritually. That's not what I meant. I meant I'm not ready to stop living. I'm, I'm ready. I'm not ready to be done. I've got a lot of life left. I got a lot of plants. I got grass to cut. You know. <laughs> so the volume comes back up in the room. They put me in the helicopter. Bam, bam. You know, I'm gone. And they do the thing. I'm in the place, and uh, everything's good, you know, after that. But it was a really serious moment for, for me there for a few minutes. And um, I guess I can say, looking back in, in, uh, in retrospect, by the way, this is not what I'm talking about today. I'm just rambling for the moment. But in retrospect, I would say it was, it's exciting because it's easy for us to sit here and say, um, I'm ready. It's easy for us to sit here now when the end is somewhere out there. It's easy to say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm on my way to glory, you know. But when it comes... And it might be the moment. That's very different. So it was exciting because looking back, I thought, and this is, I'm not saying like, wow, look at me. I'm saying, wow, look what Jesus has done. This was a moment. I was fearful for my family, for our things, for all the trappings of life. But as far as standing before the Lord, it wasn't fearful. And I thought, wow, that's very cool. And that's only something that we can understand, right? The people who don't know Jesus have no idea what that's like. They will never know that peace. I thought that was very cool, right? Anyway. As I said, that's not at all what I was going to talk about today. But I just wanted to bring you up to speed. But what I did want to talk about for you today was actually something related to that. I'm not a preacher. You'll probably, if you don't know that by now, you will in a few minutes, right? I'm not even a good speaker. So I'm spending the last several weeks getting ready for today. I should say looking for something to talk about. And I'm racking my brain, and I'm looking through books, and I'm Googling, and I'm doing everything. And I'm thinking, who can I call to help me through this? Because I'm, I'm in a mental block here. I cannot, I can't think of what to talk about. I started about four different sermon notes, and I would almost get done and then think, that's terrible, you know, <laughs> you know. And start over on something else. And then uh, a week or so ago, it's like God almost said, you know, Ricky, you're 
talking a lot about your heart that's really on your mind a lot lately. So why don't you talk about what's on your heart? Why don't you talk about what's in your heart? And that little that little something right there was a light bulb. And then I knew immediately what I would talk about. It's something that's kind of perpetually on my mind. And um, so anyway, that's what I wanted to share with you in a minute. So let's pray. All right, Lord, thank you again for this day. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for this time. And uh, Lord, let, let your will be done in this place today. Lord, if I could be a vessel today, let it be so. Lord, move in this place. Speak to the hearts and the minds here today. Move in us. Give us wisdom. Give us insight. Teach us and speak to us. And show us exactly what we need before we leave here today in the way that only you can, not the way that Ricky can, but only the way that you can. Let your will be accomplished above all else in this place today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All righty. So, man, I'm, uh, I'm uh, like I'm in a, I'm echoing a little. Okay. Anyway, in God we trust. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Trusting the Lord, right? We've heard this sentence a million times, right? We've used it over and over and over again, maybe to the point of where it's lost its impact. Maybe. I would say it seems like in God we trust has become almost like a slogan or a t-shirt or a Facebook post or a tweet. It's maybe not taken as seriously as I believe it should be. But when I read this phrase, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about two things mainly. What do you, what what when you hear in God we trust, somebody shout out, what's the first thing you think of? Money. Money. I knew somebody would say money. That's the first thing. I, unfortunately it's the first thing that comes to my mind. What else? Does anybody have anything else? What? What? Yes, that's true. And what was this, Craig? Oh, I'm sorry. What will? Buffers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I'm thinking of, what I, what I was trying, what I was hoping somebody would shout, is Proverbs three, verses five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah, doesn't doesn't really have anything to do with a bumper. I guess it could be a bumper sticker, but anyway, I think about this. Proverbs three verses five through six. This is this is what's in my heart. This is burned into my memory. This is my life verse, or maybe my life passage. It's two verses, but since high school, this has been the leading verse for me in my life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. If Tony Robbins 
could pick up on some kind of three-step method to lead you where you need to go in life, this would be it. God is the author of the three-step method, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. To me, this is... This is the verse I gravitate to when I have questions or in moments of decision or indecision. Uh, It's what I turn to. It's a beautiful verse. It's very simple, uh, but beneath the surface, it's filled with complexity and wisdom. And so I want to take this verse today. I'm not going to break this apart for us today, but we're going to apply this to what I'm going to show you today. Okay, what I want us to do is, if you have it, and I'm embarrassed to say I didn't even have one. I had to borrow one from Jeremy. I never... (laughs) Don't talk while I'm talking. I never carry money, like cash money, you know, which everything's with a debit card or a credit card or something now. But if you have it, pull out a dollar. Everybody, if you have a dollar, pull it out. Not a hundred. I don't want to see any hundreds. If you have a dollar, pull it out. So we're going to talk about trusting God. Not just us. We're going to talk about what I believe may hit a little closer to home. And that is when I was talking earlier about the peace that we know as children of God. I think even more importantly, um, I want to talk about how to share that, right? How to share that with other people. Yes, it's important for us to know it. That's good, Q. (laughs) I'll do. If you don't have a dollar, it's okay. I mean, if you do, it's important that you grab that thing out, so... Uh, If you don't, we'll put some of that up up here on the screen in just a minute. So what we're going to do, though, is we're going to take this dollar and we're going to take it and exchange it as an object of money or greed, maybe, or a vice or habit. And we're going to take this and turn it into a powerful worshiping and witnessing tool. I lost you. When I said witnessing, I lost you, right? Because nobody wants to witness, do they? We don't. We don't. I don't. It scares me. I, I, I can stand up here and sing to you guys all day till the cows come home, and I'm happy. I'm comfortable with that. Right now, I'm, I'm nervous as a cat. This is not my wheelhouse. But even worse, you tell me to go start talking to some stranger about Jesus. <laughs> That's tough. You know, the, the biggest fear in the world is not a fear of heights or swimming or, or spiders or something like that. It's a fear of public speaking. And for us as Christians, many times that means sharing your faith, talking to people about Christ. That's tough. Man, we don't want to do that. I'll admit, I don't want to do it. But 
We'll do this real quickly, and I'll show you. You can take this. This is like a blueprint. It's like a very simple outline for you, and you can share your faith with anyone with a dollar. And I promise you, you pull a dollar bill out of your pocket, somebody's going to be listening to you. They will. You start pulling money out, they will listen. And it only takes a few minutes. Okay, this is going to be really simple. It's going to go really fast. Okay, you ready? All right. And if you want to take notes, this is what I would say. This is a dollar, if you have it. Earmark this dollar for your pocket. Keep it. Make your notes today on the dollar. I know it's like a federal offense or something like that, right? I don't think anybody's going to care about the $1 bill, right? Make your notes on here if you want to. And, and if you don't have the dollar still, you can get with me later. I'll, I'll tell you whatever you need to know. Okay. Okay, so take the dollar. I'm going to turn it over to the back, just like what's up here. All right? Uh, so I'm going to tell you a few things about this real quickly, just, as, just to kind of um, familiarize you with the layout of the dollar. Okay. So we see, obviously, we got the one there. We got the two circles there on either side. These together, these make up what's called the Great Seal of the United States. Um, actually, the first Continental Congress tasked Benjamin Franklin and some other uh, other men to come up with a Great Seal. Uh, so they did this. This took them, by the way, four years. It took them another two years to get it approved. Does that not sound like our government today? Right? We can't do anything in like a week, right? It takes five or six years to get it done. Anyway, so this is, together, these are the great seal of the United States. Now, <clears throat> okay. Um, if you look, well, let's see. i tell you what. Let's do this. We'll say... Overall, I tell you, I'm going to bypass everything I was going to say. We'll take this overall, and we can say, as our kind of an opening statement to someone that we're talking to, we can say something like, uh, okay, so we're talking about church or Jesus or God or religion or whatever like that. Pull the dollar out and say, you know what? It's kind of funny because this dollar also has a pretty interesting story about that same thing. And that's an easy lead-in to what we want to say. So you, then if you go over to the right, to that, we'll kind of hone in on that. It's a little squished, but that's okay. Anyway, that's the seal on the right. So this, uh, this eagle seal uh, has like the bald eagle on there. That's our national bird. No, it's not the turkey, which Benjamin Franklin also wanted as, as our national bird. I don't know what we'd do at Thanksgiving, right, if we had the, the turkey as the national bird. We'd all be eating chicken for Thanksgiving. But uh, anyway, the, the eagle is our national bird. The, the shield there in the middle is, is floating. It's kind of unsupported, right? So that, the, the purpose of that was to signify that our country could stand on its own. We don't need the support of, of England at the time. Then you'll see... In the eagle's talons, uh, the eagle's got uh, a laurel, laurel leaf over here and arrows over here. The laurel is for peace. Uh, the arrows represent war. You'll notice the eagle's head, though, is turned towards peace. 
which is what we gravitate to as a country. But we still have the ability to wage war if we need to. Uh, so the eagle can turn its gaze to, to the arrows if, uh, if the need arises. Then in the eagle's beak is the banner. And I don't know if you can see it from there, but you can probably look on, um, on your dollar and you can see the, the famous Latin phrase, e pluribus unum. And that means one out of many. And, of course, that meant, um, you know, the original 13 colonies were all individual entities, but they come together as one unified body. Funny. So Paul talked about this same concept in Corinthians. So let's look at Corinthians real quick. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. This is e pluribus unum in the Bible, really. This is Paul telling the Corinthians, sorry, this is Paul telling the Corinthians, yes, just because you're many, you'll come together as one unified body of Christ. So, if we take that information, our next thing could be something like, so this e pluribus unum phrase on here is Latin for one out of many, or uh, out of one, out of many, one, meaning our original 13 colonies were many, but they came together as one, just like the church, and Paul talks about that same thing in 1 Corinthians. That's kind of all you got to say about that. Then you move on over to the other side of the seal. Look over there, and we're looking at the pyramid seal. Okay, quick couple of things on this. Uh, on the top of the seal, oh, we've got the Latin words up there, and forgive me if I mispronounce this, anuit coeptus, something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You don't have to pronounce it correctly. Anyway, this means God has favored our beginning. Okay, so remember that. God has favored our beginning. Then we've got the pyramid underneath there. You notice the pyramid doesn't have a top on it, but the top of the pyramid is kind of floating up there. It's got the eye and the, the shining going on around it. That's a symbol for God. So we've got the unfinished pyramid. We've got God hanging out as the capstone to complete it up over it. And then we look down at the bottom of the pyramid, and then there's some more Latin down there, and then that one is Novus Ordo Seclorum, which that means uh, a new order for the ages. So when we, do, when we see that seal, then we can say, and we look over here, and you see this an annuit coeptus, which means God has favored our beginning, and that makes me remember that God has favored us, our individual beginnings, and then you've got down at the bottom the Novus Ordo Seclorum, which means a new order for the ages. And God has also established a new order for us through the sacrifice of Jesus. And then we also see the unfinished pyramid, which is us. And it's in unfinished and incomplete without God who completes it. So then, now we go to the middle of the back of the bill. And we're almost done, just like that. In God, we trust this is probably the easiest thing to see on the bill and, and relate as you're talking to somebody. Uh, so we can say, 
something like, well, the phrase in God we trust at the top of the dollar is the national motto of the United States because it is. And that's a reminder that we should place our trust, trust with our lives, our family, our money, uh, in God. So trust the Lord with all your heart, and he'll direct your path, just like it says in Proverbs. Then, last thing, if we flip the bill over to the front, and we look up here in this corner, then we'll see this little sentence that says, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. For us, that just means, uh, for Americans, that just means if you go anywhere in the United States and you present this, this is worth a dollar anywhere you go. The United States government guarantees that this is worth a dollar anywhere, and you can pay any debt with it. Well, not with a dollar, but if you have enough dollars, you can pay any debt that you have with these. And that would be great if that were true, right? But there is one debt that this will never pay. And that leads you into kind of the last point as you're talking to somebody. And you can say that, yes, this says this note's legal tender for all debts, public and private, and that is true because the U.S. government guarantees it. But God says there is a debt that we cannot pay with a dollar. The ultimate debt is our sin. But the ultimate sacrifice for that debt was Jesus. When Jesus died, he set himself up to be payment for that debt. And only he could do it. No one else could do it. And when we trust God, when we put our trust in God, he's faithful to forgive that unpayable debt. The debt that no amount of money will ever satisfy. And so anyway... That's, that's the witnessing tool in the dollar. It's really simple, right? Um, I think even I could do it. Um, I'm, I'm determined to, to go. I'm going to go like to the bank or something, give me about $20 bills, and I'm just going to keep them in my pocket. And when the opportunity arises, I'm going to pull the dollar bill out, and I'm going to start my thing. And when I'm done, then I'm going to give the dollar to whoever I'm talking to and say, you know what, why don't you keep this as a reminder of what we just talked about. You give people money, man, they might be flocking to you to hear, hear about Jesus. So anyway, that's what I'm going to do. So I think I'm going to run through it real quick. Can we do that? I'm going to pick somebody. I'm going to pick somebody. Someone, some unsuspecting, I mean, I mean some lucky person, right? Grady, since you're close, why don't you come up here? All right. So this is what we're going to do. We're hanging out. We're like buds. Or maybe we've played some ball or something like that. And, uh, and Grady's a sinner. He's, he's an unbeliever. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't know Jesus. Anyway, we're talking about church. We're kind of talking about religion. You know how we, we are when we're talking and we're... We're gathering around, we're doing stuff, and just kind of chit-chatting and shooting the breeze. And uh, so the subject of church comes up. I reach in my pocket, and I pull out my dollar, and I say, you know what, Grady, it's kind of funny we're talking about church. This dollar 
has got kind of a really cool story about all that stuff we're talking about. Do you want to hear that? Say yes. Yes, sure. <laughs> so I can say, you know, this seal over here so with the eagle and everything, it's got uh, this banner in there that says E Pluribus Unum. That means uh, out of many, one, which really means the original country was many states that gathered the one. But for us in church, you know, it means uh, Paul had said that the body of Christ is many people, but we're all together as one body. And then we got the pyramid and all this over here, this annuit coeptus over here, and this means God's favored our beginning, and he favors our beginning. And um, then we've got this novus uh, oro seclorum down here. We've got the unfinished pyramid here. It's kind of funny because the unfinished pyramid could be our lives, and this up here at the top is God. So he, he completes us. This is the only way to complete our lives. And then when I see in God we trust, that reminds me that God is the only one we would place our trust in. And then when it says over here, all of our note, this note is legal tender for all debts. That's fantastic. It would pay for anything, but there is a debt that this dollar won't pay, and that's the debt of sin. But Jesus sacrificed himself so he would pay our debts, and he's the only one that can pay the debt. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. And uh, here you go. I just want you to keep the dollar, man, and uh, maybe that'll help you think about it when we're not together. That's it. It's easy. Hey, give me my dollar, man. <laughs> Thank you, Grady. Really simple, right? If I can do this, anybody can do it, right? I know when it comes to witnessing, when it comes to sharing your faith, um, like I said, if, if you're like me, and I think most of you are, uh, are like me, uh, it's, it's something we're very uncomfortable with. Not all of us. I, I mean, the first person that comes to my mind um, when I think about talking to people about Jesus, when I think about sharing my faith, is Eric. Eric is like the bomb for witnessing. He's not afraid of anything, Jack. I mean, he'll now he'll he will tell anybody about Jesus. It doesn't seem he doesn't seem to be anxious about it, and that's fantastic. That's fantastic. But most of us are. I know I am. So uh, for me, any little thing I can do like this to kind of help me along in the process, um, and I'm not trying to take the Holy Spirit out. I'm just trying to say, Lord, I'm going to have to do something to give me a little jump start uh, so you can step in once I kind of get the wheels going. So hopefully this will help, and hopefully it will give you uh, maybe an inroad to be able to talk to someone you don't know or maybe even someone you do know. Maybe, maybe something's already turning through your mind, I mean, it's, it's just a dollar. Maybe you can go to a friend that you know uh, doesn't know Christ. And uh, this is a great opportunity for you to uh, share a little something with them. And it takes, what, less than five minutes. Uh, real low-key stuff. So uh, anyway, I hope that helps. And I hope that um, this will be an opportunity for us to, to look to, uh, to the Lord and to, to trust him. Just like it says in Proverbs, 
trust the Lord with all your heart. And uh, so, uh, anyway, maybe that will be a good opportunity for us to do that. Hey, that's about my message for the day, guys. So let's, um, let's uh, wind things up here and go to the Lord again in prayer. And, um, and then we'll get ready to carry on with the rest of our day. Father, uh, thank you for this day and for this time. And, uh, Father, I'm uh, a leaky vessel. And I know a lot of times I feel very um, unworthy to present myself to you as a vehicle for whatever you need to accomplish. But, Lord, let this day be different. Lord, take this vessel and... uh, Lord, I pray that you'll use this vessel for your glory. Let my inability to be a great orator, take my inefficiencies as a speaker, put all that to the side, and Father, I pray that you will move through this time today, and even if it's only through a word, even if it's only through just a phrase or a sentence, some small thing, it's okay. It doesn't matter. I'm not so vain, Lord, that I think I have to give some great, fantastic sermon that's going to be remembered for years and years and talked about, and people will say our lives were changed. Lord, take a word if that's all it it takes and let this word be powerful let this word accomplish your will let your will be done in this place today father we seek you we come to you we humble ourselves before you and we place our trust in you lord please be with us and help us to share that with the people around us so that other people can come to know you, so that other people can come to trust you, so that other people can have the peace in you that only your children can know. Father, thank you for that peace. Thank you for who you are in our lives. And Father, we give ourselves to you this morning. We submit ourselves to your will and to your calling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.